Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for checking out our series here. If you're not a subscriber, uh, I hope you like what you hear and you do hit that subscribe button before this is all over with. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube will bring you a brand new interview three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Again, Kyle Meredith with wherever you like to get your podcast from. And I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm going to be talking with legendary, yes, co-founder John Anderson. He has a new solo record called 1000 Hands, a solo record that, uh, as he'll tell you, is 30 years in the making, uh, a record that he started on 30 years ago that it's taken till now to finally finish. We'll talk about why that is, how it happened, getting the, uh, the tapes back together and everything, and the guests. Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull, Chick Corea. That's only a couple of them. In fact, we're going to talk in depth about his uh, his longstanding friendship and professional relationship with Ian Anderson. I also want to know about his sense of melody. You know, when you think about prog rock bands like Yes, uh, melody is not always in the uh, the focus of songwriting. And I'm talking about you know a- as a vocalist, but uh, but John Anderson has always had such a strong sense of melody. So we're going to hear where that comes from. He'll even play us uh, a little recording of some of the vocalizations that he does from time to time. 
And while a lot of these songs do go back to, uh, you know, around 1990, uh, there are four new songs that were written. So I want to hear how they fit into the whole concept. And within those concepts, he explores uh, where music comes from, uh, living in the now. And and this record, uh, I should say, is 1,000 Hands Chapter 1. Uh, so there is going to be a Chapter 2. And, and John will tell us about uh, hoping to finish that up by Christmas so we can see it by spring and summer. And uh, looking forward to covering John Lennon on that second edition. So let's get into this. Discussing the record 1,000 Hands, it's Kyle Meredith with John Anderson. Hey, Kyle, how's Louisville? It's, uh, it's pretty good over here right now, at least. Nice overcast sky. I'm uh, hanging out in my closet as I do every day this, uh, these years, uh, this year. <laughs> Pleasure to talk to you, man, uh, especially with this record 1,000 Hands. I know it's kind of getting the re-release. Maybe you want to call this the first official national global release or whatever. And as the story goes, an album 30 years in the making, what made you keep coming back to this to finally see it through? The recordings of the first songs basically were in Big Bear near Los Angeles, a, a ski resort. The friend of mine called Brian Chatham, who was actually in my first band, The Warriors, in the 60s. And we kept them in friendship forever. And uh, we, we got these songs done, and then things happened in life. I think he ran away with a girl. And uh, we were very high <laughs> up in the mountains. And uh, I put the tapes in my garage for 26 years. 28 years, actually, because it was a couple of years ago, this uh, producer from Orlando, Michael Franklin, said, Hi, John, how are you? Have you still got the tapes from Big Bear? And I said, Oh, yeah, they're in the garage. And he said, Well, I've got some money. We can finish the album. What do you want to do? I said, Well, I'll send you the tapes. And what you have to do with tapes, you have to burn after so long in the garage, you have to put them in an oven and bake them. And there's only play once, 24 track, you know, two-inch tapes. So he made them straight to the computer, and he sent me a, a, a mix of everything. And he actually knew Ian Anderson from Death Row Toll, and he got Ian to play on a track. And I just mesmerized by how good it sounded, and uh, by the Ian Anderson was playing on it. So I said to Michael, why don't you get some of your friends to play on it? You, you know Billy Cobham? He said, oh, yeah, I've got his phone number. I said, put Billy Cobham on a track. So I put Billy Cobham on a track, uh, Chick Corea, you know, Jean-Luc Ponty. A bunch of people, it puts uh, Tower of Power horns on a song called Makes Me Happy. And we, you know, for two months, three months, we kept putting people on. This is like late 2018. And by 2018 Christmas, we finished the album. And we really never found a record company interested in it until early this year. And it's, it's such a good record. It's very different and very special. And uh, people love it. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, I certainly love it. It, it. Even on the very first listen, it comes across, uh, as you said, as special. There is something about that. And hearing the songs, like, you know, what I've thought about your songwriting year after year when I hear your music is you have such a strong sense of melody, which is not always given in this type of rock, you know, and I'll broadly say in, in, in prog rock, you know, when you when you go that route and everything. Where does that sense of melody come from? Like, I'm, I'm thinking specifically on this record of a song like Makes Me Happy. Okay, well, it's so funny because my parents named me John Roy Anderson. And John Roy was a very famous uh, musical performer. He played ukulele. And he'd ask people in the audience to shout out an idea. And he'd write a song right, right there and then. He was called John Roy the Melody Boy. So, hey, I lived up to my name. <laughs> You certainly did. I know there are um, 
four new songs in this and and with the set again having been started 30 years ago how did these new songs speak to the uh the overall picture what was it easy to kind of fit in the theme i think so because for me if you make music with heart and love and compassion for your work there's no question you know music is timeless so when i would listen to the songs we had i started writing new songs right away and they all fit together and uh I do some vocalizationing on a song called Rama Lama, and where does music come from? And the vocalizationing is something I do every day as a warm-up for, for the day, singing-wise. I've been doing some this morning. I'll, I'll play it one a bit. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> That's interesting. You, you mentioned uh, that song, Where Does Music Come From?, which, you know, as far as songwriting goes, is the eternal question, the big mystery. And I've never heard anyone tackle it specifically like this in a song. Uh, I, I feel like I might know the answer, but have you come any close to answering that question? You know, I always think music comes from the Pleiades, the seven sisters up there in the sky, up in the cosmos, you know. But uh, it's interesting because I sent. Michael Franklin, me singing the the song, just vocals. It, it was always vocals, you know. And just other things, you know. And uh, he actually recorded the music on the way from Orlando to China on his laptop. And it, it just shows you what you can do in this world, you know. Anywhere, anywhere you need to be, it can happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't now the word now ends up being the repeating theme, you know, not only booking in the record, but also in the middle. Uh, what does that speak to w- within the story? Well, the idea is we live in the moment, you know, to live in the moment. You can't think about the past because you're gone. You can't think about the future because that hasn't happened. Think about the now. And there was a book in the 60s called Now, very famous blue book, big one, very happy, living in the now, living in the moment. And that's what it's about. I like how I find it, you know, also ironic that, um, you know, ironic be- uh, that now becomes the theme with a record that uh, has taken so many different moments of now throughout the years. I don't know if that was uh, lost on you as you were recording it. No, no, no. I just knew that uh, when people listen to that song, they'll, they'll be there at that moment in time in the now. And that's all that matters. That's why it was originally a three minute song, but I, I split it up so the first verse is at the beginning. Second verses in the middle with some orchestration, and it's right at the end of the album. I was able to get uh, Steve Howe to play on it because I'd already got Chris Squire and Alan White to play on a couple of tracks way back in 1990. So, and he had the band together, and that's just meeting Rick Wakeman. But he, Rick Wakeman was busy on tour anyway. So close to having uh, all, all of that, all those names in there. One of those names you had mentioned earlier was was Ian Anderson, which, of course, you know, having him a part of this uh, it was such a cool thing to see on the track list. You know, coming from the same era, uh, region, and everything like that. What's your all's relationship like? Well, actually, yes, toured with Jethro Tull the first time we came to America. We started up in Canada and then through America, and. Uh, I was mesmerized by Ian Anderson. I'd seen him in London with his band a couple of times, and he looked like a tramp. 
he had this big coat on all the time. But there he was on stage like a nymph and playing flute and, and jumping around and entertaining the crowd. 10,000 people. I'd never played it by 10,000 people ever. But watching Ian Anderson perform, it taught me a big, big lesson, and I appreciate that. And we're good friends. Yeah, you know, some of his playing, I mean, a flute will always take me somewhere ancient, but, uh, you know, when you all use that on this record, that instrument specifically, it's not exactly that. I mean, everything sort of sounds very futuristic on this album, which is, um, I think, really cool to hear, you know, as you're going. And I noticed... I noticed too, you know, it, it is uh, when you look at the artwork, it says 1,000 Hands Chapter 1. Uh, that's to assume that there is a chapter 2? Yeah, we've got about half, halfway there to get it finished, probably finish it by Christmas, get it out next spring, next summer. And does it just repeat, or does it continue the story uh, sound wise and, and, and thematically? Yeah, because some of the songs we, one of the songs we did up in Big Bird 30 years ago was uh, the John Lennon song. Nobody told me there'd be days like these, and we're going to finish that one, which is a great song. And, you know, there's more songs that we're doing, and I'm writing one now that I'm going to send to my my producer, Michael Franklin, and get on with it. And a long piece, a large-scale piece, which would be fun to do. Yeah, well, I look forward to hearing that. In the meantime, I'm so enjoying this chapter one of A Thousand Hands. John, it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Carl. Wish you well. All right, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. My thanks, John Anderson. Again, 1,000 Hands Chapter 1 is currently out. Looking forward to that Chapter 2. Thanks to you for checking out this episode. Uh, before you get out, if you, if you like what you heard and you're not subscribed, I do hope you hit the subscribe button. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you like to get your podcasts from. We'll bring you three brand new interviews every single week. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. WFPK.org. Again, that's Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can find me on the social media spots, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along there as well. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Jen, and I love horror movies. I'm Mikey. I'm dead inside, and I also love horror movies. And we really like to torture our friend Todd because he hates horror movies. That I do. And that's why they call me the horror virgin. <laughs> that's the only reason we call him that. Yes. I'm not, no other reasons at all. Whatever. So every, <laughs> every week, we take him through the encyclopedia of horror, the good, the bad, the ridiculously Jack Frosts. And then we make fun of it more or less. Or explain its deceptive feminism. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's my thing. (laughs) And I'm the funny one. (laughs) Our episodes drop on Monday, so check us out. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.